Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find me at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and we have a Patreon. Uh, the show is always free, but if you want to support us on there, you can. That's at Patreon.com/slash I Love That Movie. Uh, and I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons: they are Chris Balga, Jeff Whitman, Philip Barker. Michael Cross, and Josh Johnson. Thank you so much for keeping the lights on. And if you like what you hear today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. Um, I've got a returning voice on the podcast. I've got Robbie. Say hi, Robbie. Hello there. Hi, Lisa. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, Robbie, if this is the first time our guests are hearing your voice, would you mind introducing yourself just a bit? Uh, yes, I am uh, the head writer and creator of Robbie's Reviews, the website. I've all, I'm also the creator of the Fleming Awards, which Lisa announced best editing uh, at, at the most recent ceremony. Yes, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, Lisa. And I also do YouTube, TikTok, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram as well. Great. That's amazing. So... Robbie, um, my guest always picks the movie. Which which movie did you want to talk about today? Today I'm going to talk about my favorite Disney remake, Cruella. Ah, okay. So this is your favorite. Um, do where does it? How does it compare to other remakes? Why is this one your favorite? Because it feels like an original story. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's a word for word adaptation, like The Lion King or The Jungle Book. It feels like its mm-hmm. own thing, like. Maleficent. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. I agree. I've also never seen Maleficent though. <laughs> I need to watch it. Um, okay, so if you also have not seen this before, I recommend pausing here and coming back to this episode because we will talk spoilers. But if you're still here, this is the synopsis of the film. Estella is a young and clever grifter who's determined to make a name for herself in the fashion world. She soon meets a pair of thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they build a life for themselves on the streets of London. However, when Estella befriends fashion legend Baroness von Hellman, she embraces her wicked side to become the raucous and revenge-bent Cruella. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty good synopsis, but we're going to talk about a lot more uh, when we do our deep dive, but... Before we do that, I did want to share a couple of quick facts that I had about the film. Okay. Um, I got these from, oh, thank you. I got these from IMDb, so I just got to give my sources. <laughs> That's usually where I get them from. Um, the first one is that the film seen on TV while Cruella is in the hotel room is actually Alfred Hitchcock's lifeboat. Uh, the scene shows actress Tallulah Bankhead, 
on whom the animated of appearance uh, on whom the animated appearance of Cruella Deville is based on. Oh, clever! Yeah, I like that. Um, also, along that lines, uh, costume designer Jenny Beaven, uh, whom Gillespie hired after seeing her work on Mad Max Fury Road, created two hundred and seventy-seven costumes for the principal cast, including this is crazy to me forty-seven outfits for Cruella. Uh, I can see why the people voted on it to win my best costume design. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was the same costume designer from Mad Max, but it makes no, a lot I of didn't. sense. And she won. Yeah. And she won uh, for Mad Max, too, I believe. Yeah, she didn't win my award for Mad Max. Uh, Crimson Peak, the Del Toro film, beat that for my Flemings. Oh, those costumes were pretty amazing, too. I, I yeah. completely understand that. Um, the classic image of Cruella Deville using her smoking cheroot, <laughs> I guess it's called. That element is missing from this version because Disney has banned actors from being shown smoking since 2007. I didn't it even realize that. It wasn't really needed anyway. That's true. And like, I don't know. I mean, that seems like such an easy thing to ban and we don't really notice and i i didn't even really remember that she smoked something so yeah i agree it's not really needed yeah yeah um so this movie has a pretty big cast um we've got emma thompson as the baroness um emma stone as estella yeah paul walter halzer as horace and joel fry he, he, as he's Jasper. my favorite in this film uh, paul walter halzer <laughs> I know he he bring, he's a very charming Horace. <laughs> he is. I he was is. surprised to see. He, oh, go he ahead, was go ahead. he was influenced by Bob Hoskins in Hook. Oh, I like that. That's cute. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see that that inspiration. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Plus, he does do the the British accent like spot on. I was going to ask you about that. There's a few people in this movie doing British accents, and I wondered how you felt about them. <laughs> well, I've seen Emma Stone already do a British accent before in The Favourite, and I think she is one of the many female actresses who can pull it off flawlessly. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, so it doesn't sound like fake or anything. No. But I guess like there's plenty of British actors that do American accents that I never think sound bad. But I just feel like Americans tend to have a harder time uh, doing British accents than the other way around. At least it seems yeah, like it to me. Yeah, de def definitely, definitely. That that's always has been. But Emma and Paul are definitely uh, ones that can do it really well. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, Mark Strong is in this. Love brilliant, seeing him. Br brilliant. He he's brilliant. He's a brilliant actor. I watched him in a film today. I watched uh, Tar for the first time, and that was amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I really like him. Although. Lately, when I think of him, I think of uh, those Kingsman movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good in those. Um, so let's talk. What do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about the... Um, uh, I don't I'm, know much about I'm, the director. Yes. The director made a movie I really enjoyed called I, Tonya. Oh, I did really like that movie. And it looks like he directed Lars and the Real Girl, too, which is another movie I really like. I need to check that one out. But Cruella kind of has a, a similar style to Itonia, where it's all like a big like flashback and and there's 
a really like good soundtrack that really goes with like the vibe of like the time period it's set in. You're you're so right. I didn't even notice that connection, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Yes, yes. Cruella's soundtrack is is spot on. Yeah, it feels very. When when did uh do you know when the original Dalma- 101 Dalmatians movie came out? I'm gonna look it up. 1961. So it was the year my okay. dad was born. Oh. Yeah, I um. It it makes sense then that it feels like they do a lot of 60s callbacks throughout the film. Like, um, what 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 era is the film set in? Is it the 70s or? Yeah, 70s, like the punk era. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So they kind of updated a little bit, but I still feel like some of the fashion has some 60s vibes, but a lot of 70s, a lot of 70s British um, music, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good, uh, really, really good style. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like Disney have actually let them, like, do what they want, let them be creative. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the movie is really celebrating creati- creativity and uniqueness, things like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I also like how they added a, a new character, uh, just a brand new character who was he was he was in the LGBT community, and they just made him a, a good character rather than just make a random character we know lgbt i yeah that's true and also i feel like he's sort of a almost like a tribute to david bowie a little bit and i really like that the way it it feels natural in in the film yeah Um, he is a a really fun character Mm -hmm. i could tell they had they had a lot of fun like writing writing him yeah yeah, he has a lot, a lot of good lines. <laughs> yeah, I also love uh, Emma Thompson in this movie. I think this is one of my favorite performances of hers. Yeah, she does a really good job. She really embodies the character, and it's and she makes it the character fun but relatable. Um, she's got like an emotional arc. Yeah, and again, I guess I keep saying it, but it's like the celebration of of being a little bit unique of being different and having a good side and a bad side, but all those parts being part of you, you know, I, I, I did like that theme. Yeah. Not, yeah, it was not good... hiding who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. 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 Yeah. Uh, one thing I would change about this movie is that mm-hmm. when, when you first see Emma Stone as Cruella and she's brushing her teeth, uh-huh. Just bef- just before like she appears and and the girl like and the and the young actress playing the young actress dyed their hair, I think that'd be mm-hmm. the perfect time for the title sequence to have showed up. Oh, interesting. I feel like just just the title Cruella should just showed up in the mirror before she before she before she moves ahead and it's Emma Stone. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite scenes from the film? I'd say the scene where she first meets uh Jasper and Horace and they and they run away from the police and and, and go to their safe house for the first time. 
Yeah, that's after um, the Baroness kills her mother, but she feels responsible or thinks that she killed her mother. Yes. Yes, that yeah, that that bit's a bit sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other scenes and, mm-hmm. do I do I like? I I love the scene where she first upstages the the Baroness. Oh yeah, the, I I really liked that whole like lighting that outer dress on fire and revealing a design and and the Baroness being like, oh, that's one of mine, and she's like, I improved it. <laughs> yeah. It and it's really cool. And I also like it when when with the rats and they and when they escape a living thing plays in the background. Yeah, I really liked um all the critters, you know, like the little dog in the kind of rat or raccoon costume. Yeah. Um they kind of changed that about Cruella in this one too. Instead of trying to kill dogs for a coat, they make it to where you know, the Baroness said that, but it wasn't true. Yeah. She's she's an animal lover in this one. Yeah. I love the call bats back to the original film. Mm-hmm. Because like there's, one, Darling. There's, there's, there's one where, where he sees somebody look, somebody walking a dog, and it's, the, and it's one of the most cleverest references to the opening scene of the original mm-hmm. film. It's Have you ever noticed how, how people look like their dogs? Yeah, I mean, I have I have dogs. <laughs> I don't get to walk them as often because they kind of go to the bathroom in my yard instead. But yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny how he said that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that montage when she keeps up stage in the Baroness is pretty fun. Yes, I agree. I love all that, um, the costume designs um, yeah. that Cruella comes up with because she kind of thinks outside of the box um, yeah. and she kind of goes against the grain. So all her outfit ideas do too. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. I don't know what to make of uh, Anita and Roger being in the movie though. Yeah, I agree. They 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 kind of don't really feel needed. Yeah, but I guess I guess in a hundred and one Dalmatians, because this is sort of like I mean it's a retelling and it almost feels a little bit like a prequel. Um, yeah. Because by the time we meet Corella in a hundred and one Dalmatians, she's rich and all that, and they obviously had a relationship with her of some kind in a hundred and one Dalmatians because they know of her and they know who she is. So I guess that's why they're in this movie. But I kind of agree. Almost feel like they didn't really need to be. Yeah, I'd say Anita was needed more than Roger. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't even really. Oh, that's true. I didn't even remember Roger being in the movie, (laughs) so that tells you, you know, my memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joel Fry played uh, Jasper's great. He's really funny. Yeah, I like Joel Fry. I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and he's just very like. I don't know. I've seen he's, him play serious like in Game of Thrones. I've seen him play comedy in this yesterday and Love Wedding Repeat. And when he's in the comedy roles, he really goes for it. He just he just mm-hmm. naturally comes off as really funny. Yes, I agree. I'm realizing that to me, when I say the original, I'm thinking of the cartoon. 
But for you, what's what's the original? Is it the cartoon or the Glenn Close film? Oh, definitely the cartoon. <laughs> I'm not big on yeah. the Glenn Close movies. Me neither. Me neither. And Although she no did produce this. To Glenn, to Glenn Close, she is good in the oh, role. Of it's course. Just, just Emma feels a lot more transformative, and the writing feels better in Cruella. I agree, and um, I think that. Uh, well, I, I read that Glenn Close produced. Corella, so that's kind of interesting but yeah. um but yeah i feel the same way no no disrespect to glenn close but i watched this movie the original over and over and over and over as a kid so to me that's that's the original <laughs> you know yes definitely i like the style mm-hmm. i like the style of the animation i like the character designs i i like the like 60s era of, of disney animation i just like how it looks Oh, definitely, definitely. I don't like her boss. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he he was just he 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 was just an idiot. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of yeah, but yeah. Cruella is really really good. Uh, what did you think to the ending? Because I think it really sets up a lot. I agree. So at the end, she basically, well, the Baroness wanted to kill Cruella. Um, but but Mark she knows saves she, her. Mm-hmm, even though she's her daughter, we find out later, which yeah. I kind of, I think I saw that coming a little bit. She didn't really I, look a I lot did, like Catherine. I did as well. I did as well. Yeah. I also just kind of felt like the Baroness was more Cruella than Cruella was in the movie. Absolutely. I mean, she was definitely the villain, whereas, whereas Cruella seems to have a lot more humanity. But it's like they sort of acknowledge towards the end of the film, which was kind of interesting that, you know, she's got kind of like a dark side, too, because of her mother. And uh, she fakes her own death. They even have a ceremony for uh, Estella. Because now Cruella is going to 100% take over. Um, and they set up that, you know, she's the original heir. So she gets all the money. Um, and she kind of changes the way her manner looks. And they're, they end with like, what do we do next? And she's like, I've got a few ideas. <laughs> so I think it sets up a lot. What What about you? What did you notice about the ending? I've t- I kind of noticed last time I watched it that she that the whole film she was narrating from that point. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, and again they play they play like Black Sabbath really well in in the scene as well. Yes. Yeah, so I like Black Sabbath a lot, especially their first album because it's more of a blues album than a metal album. And that song mm-hmm. just really fit the scene. And then they played Sympathy for the Devil, which is in every movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And of course, there's an after credit scene. Um. Oops, I didn't notice that. What is the after credit scene? She gives Anita and Roger uh, two puppies. Oh, two Dalmatians. Yes, and it's what's meant to That's lead cute. on to uh, they're meant to be Pongo and Purdy. Oh, hopefully she doesn't try to get them and turn them into a coat. But I guess we've set up that that's not 
true. <laughs> no, 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 I no because I don't I felt you'd have to like write write a really good character arc to change her from an animal lover to an animal hater in order to do that. I'm reading a couple of facts um, that I think will. They're, they're facts about the 101 Dalmatians, but I think they're interesting. Um, that the author who wrote the, the book, um, she this actually happened to her. She had Dalmatians. Her Dalmatians had 15 puppies. <laughs> and so I guess that's wow. where the, the idea for the book came from. Kind of interesting. And that also um, Disney was in debt after Sleeping Beauty, which was apparently a flop at the time. And so they desperately needed a hit and even talked about closing down the animation studio until this one. Yeah. Interesting. So, yes. anyway. Yes. There is meant to be a sequel to this movie in the style of Godfather Part 2. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. I think we'll know the Baroness's backstory. Interesting. Yeah, uh, what did you think to my uh, review of the film? Yeah, I'm reading through your um, through your um, review, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I I think there are parts in the film that drag a little bit, yeah. But overall, the performances are strong, um, and I liked Horace a lot too. I liked him in I Tanya as well. <laughs> oh yeah, the actor. Yeah, mind you, in that movie, Alice and Janney's kind of the the best supporting uh agreed member. agreed but yeah. you can see why he he was carried over to this film he he gave an, a good performance too oh definitely definitely i'd want him to come back as horrors if they did a sequel and sequel so you mentioned that this was the first movie you saw since lockdown uh yes uh, i did go and see tenet in 2020 but it was Kind of like when it wasn't, it was like around September when it wasn't as bad. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, because my, because I took my mum and she was a little bit paranoid still about the pandemic, we didn't get a chance to see the scene. But when it came on to Disney Plus for free, I managed to rewatch the, the end credit scene and watch all of the credits just in case I missed anything else. Oh, nice. It's kind of like the more you saw it, the more you liked it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to be back at the theaters. Do you feel like you, you get to go more often now? Oh, well, I work while well, I work in a cinema, cinema at the oh, moment. Oh, so okay. That's right. I literally have to go all the time. It's brilliant. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. jealous. Um, that's great. Were there any, were there other scenes that you wanted to talk about from the film that we haven't discussed yet? Oh, what is another good scene? I'd say it's when the moths eat her suit. Mm-hmm. That that's quite that's quite a funny scene. Yes, um, that's true. I also like the intro bit where she keeps like getting like bullied at school and and like mm-hmm. kicking the bullies and but get getting sent to the headmaster. I don't know why that was. That's quite like a funny introduction. Yeah, I agree. The little girl kind of reminds me of the girl from those um, the music videos that Sia did. Oh yeah, <laughs> the pop star. She kind of looks like her yeah, a little she does bit. That. And it also kind of reminds me of this um, music video I saw a long time ago. I'm trying to remember the artist's name, but she did a song about being bullied as a kid, and it reminds me a lot. 
of this, but ugh, I'll think yeah. of it later. I can't remember the, the, the pop star's name. It was a British pop star probably a decade ago, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that that one's really good, too. Um, I also liked whenever she busts Jasper and Horace out of the um, jail, she's wearing that little disguise and driving that truck. And I, I think that happened in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. The cartoon. There's a part where Cruella DeVille puts on a disguise and drives a truck, I think. Sounds yeah. kind of familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Mark Strong in it, but he does feel a bit... He, uh, he doesn't really feel like necessary until the third I act. agree. Yeah, because you're kind of like, why would they get Mark Strong for this role? He's barely saying anything. But then in the, the last act, you're right. He's kind of more important. Definitely, definitely. Uh, one more thing I will say uh, is that uh, Craig uh, Giuseppe's films like Cuello and I, Tonya, they both remind mm-hmm. me of Goodfellas. Yeah, they've got that those like fast cut sequences, and um, they're kind of flashy and a lot of uh, monologues or what do you call it narration, like you yeah, said narration. earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, I hadn't made that connection, but you're right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he might be a fan of Goodfellas, uh, Craig. Yeah, it's kind of like a female caper or whatever with Krill and her gang. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's about it. It really. I okay. can't think of anything else apart from, uh, as well as the best costume design, uh, it also won my uh, best hair and makeup award as well. Yeah, I think they did a good job of making um, Emma's version of Cruella like similar enough to the original, but also yeah. kind of cool and modern. But at times her, her white makeup is all, almost like, you know, old royalty looking, like just a lot of interesting aesthetics kind of tied I also, into one thing. I also like the fact they made her a more sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah, she has her kind of evil side but they made it a little more punk rock than evil it's just like alternative you know and that by the end she kind of embraces like the good and bad side of herself it's kind of different and interesting yeah totally agree yeah production values are incredible and uh performances are good but and i know i said it's a good screenplay but it could have been better there were times, if, if I'm honest, at the beginning when they tell her origin story, it felt a little rushed and a little odd to me. You know, like I couldn't help. I don't know why, but I was insulting like or inserting like actual logic into it. Like I was like, I feel like a little girl wouldn't run away and then join a gang. Like that sounds almost like Oliver Twist yes. <laughs> like, or something like like it's set further in the past than what could be done in the 70s. But um, so that was probably my only complaint. I like the stuff with the Baroness and her being her mother and things like that. I almost felt like the more the movie went on, the better it got. Yes, definitely, definitely. It's a movie yeah. that gets some better. But even though I've only given it a four instead of a five, it's still a movie I like watching a lot. I remember when it came out, I was surprised by the amount of people that I knew that were like rushing to make Cruella outfits and really resonated with the film so i thought oh okay so i'm finally going to sit down and watch this then since you picked it (laughs) um 
Well, I guess that brings me to my last couple of questions for you then. Um, why, why do you like this movie so much? What kept you coming back to watch it? It's it's fun and it's entertaining. It's got a nice, uh, strong female uh, character. And the villain she's up against is another, another woman. And I feel like it's a really strong, uh, strong kind of women-led uh, movie. As well as a movie on its own, right? I love the costume designs. I love how 70s London looks. And mm-hmm. Emma Stone just steals the show. Cool. Well, um, how would you, like if you were pitching this movie to someone that hasn't seen it before, what would you say? I'd say if you like 101 Dalmatians, this is probably the best uh, live action version that's related to the story. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Well, Robbie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, yes, thank you very much, uh, Lisa. Always a Always a pleasure to come on, and I'm happy to talk with you about movies again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.